0: Hi, it's The Wire. January 17th, 2023. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, you know I consider boxing to be a lot like baseball. In other words, A guy could be the man on the mound, Greg Maddox, Hall of Famer. And yet, a hitter like Tony Gwynn could own him. Right? Look at their career numbers. Meanwhile, some pitcher who's struggling to stay in the big leagues might have Tony's number. Right? Just like styles make pitcher batter matchups, styles make fights. Well, in this video, let's talk about how the 147-pound division, welterweight, glamour division, right? Think Ray Leonard. Think Ray Robinson. Think Mayweather. Think De La Hoya. Think Pacquiao. All of them welterweights, right? The list goes on and on, but let's just say glamour division. Let me tell you, there it's like track and field. You know track and field. You're watching the 100-meters, Someone hits the tape at 9.75, and you're thinking, oh, oh. Then, of course, you look on the replay, and you realize somebody else hit the tape at 9.74. They won the race. Your guy did not. I'm telling you, at the top. At the top of Welter. It's a photo finish. We can sit here and call someone the best, and I believe Terrence Crawford's the best. But the bottom line is the margin of victory is so thin that, understand, you might not have heard of Mean Machine, Kavaliakas, right? One of my favorite fighters. Understand, Mean Machine knocked down Terence Crawford, a guy you never heard of or hardly heard of or who's not getting press, a guy who... Box Rack right now does not have ranked in the top 20 in the division. Drop Terrence Crawford. The ref missed the call. Crawford's clearly hurt. I don't care what anybody said. I don't need to rely on anybody because I saw it, the film as it happened. Right? Understand the sequence. Crawford gets hurt after getting hit. Then Crawford goes down. The ref can call it whatever he wants. I know what my two eyes saw. Then they showed the replay. It's clear on the replay. Crawford got dropped. You know what else is clear on replay? This guy who many haven't heard about, Mean Machine. Dropped Virgil Ortiz, (laughs) a guy who I call secretariat, a guy who I believe is the standard for young fighters at 147. Right, so understand the division is so close that a guy who you didn't really know about, people don't talk about, has dropped two of the stars of the division. You want a third dock down. I'm watching the Ugas fight against a guy named Errol Spence. Understand the truth, which is what Spence calls himself, is the truth. He's one of the sport's best fighters. But understand, he knows in his heart, in the sixth round, he got knocked down. Right? It's a three-punch combination. Uppercut dislodges his mouthpiece. Left hand, right hand. You know what happened to Errol Spence, who up until that point was in the pocket? He gets hit. He staggers all the way across the ring. Sixth round of his fight against Ugas, he staggers all the way across the ring. What keeps him up? The ropes. Now, you and I know boxers have good days and bad days. We also know referees have good days and bad days. Just like the ref in the Mean Machine Crawford fight missed the knockdown. The ref in the Ugas Spence fight missed the knockdown. Right? Let me just say, the guys I'm talking about having been knocked down, Terrence Crawford, Ortiz, Spence, they're viewed as being at the top of the division. Well, let's just talk about a couple of recent developments here. I mention this because Sean Porter's dad, Kenny Porter, a trainer I followed, one of boxing's, quite frankly, best interviews, Right? There was even a time where fighters said, hey, you know, who's the fighter in the family? Sean Porter lives humbly. right? Let me just say, I like the Sean Porter view on life. Whatever money you have, you're wearing sweatshirts and stuff like that. right? But the claim was Kenny Porter was out with bling. Right? Kenny had the watch. Kenny had other stuff. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny was out flaunting wealth. And when they confronted Kenny about it, Kenny was unapologetic, right? His point is simply, hey, mind your own business, right? My son and I know the truth, right? He knows I have his back 100%. He knows I'm not out here wasting money. I'm I'm living my life the way I want to. He knows we have worked for this and we've earned this, right? As I've said, I have a lot of respect for Kenny Porter. Well, Kenny has a theory about 147. Boots Ennis, unbeaten. Better KO percentage than Errol Spence. Right? Kenny feels that he beats Terence Crawford. He does feel that Spence has a problem with Boots if they fight. That Spence would Put up more of a fight than Crawford would against Boots Ennis. Now, understand what this means. It means that a guy who had a son who was at the top of the division or toward the top, with, of course, Crawford and Spence, understand Sean fought both of them. Right? To do that, you have to put yourself in position to fight both of them. You have to win fights. Right? And understand, at a time where For some reason, we're not getting a lot of fights, right? Where's that Spence Crawford fight? (laughs) How long do you expect a brother to wait for that fight? You notice there are always some guys. At heavyweight, it's Derek Chisora, right? Who's fought, by the way, Usyk and Fury, right? Fought Fury multiple times. There are some guys who somehow find a way to actually make the fights happen. At 147, one of those guys was Sean Porter. Right, Sean Porter also fought Danny Garcia, right? Some guys somehow in a world where fights aren't being made, they make the fights. Well, let me disagree with Kenny Porter. As much as I respect Kenny, I really do believe Crawford is a cut above Errol Spence. I think Boots beats Crawford, excuse me, I think Boots beats Spence but loses to Crawford. And understand, of all these guys, Crawford's the oldest. But folks need to realize that while Boots has faster hand speed, and he does, than Terrence Crawford, Crawford's been dealing with a hand speed advantage, excuse me, disadvantage, for most of his career. Right? Both guys can go righty, lefty, I believe both guys are intrinsically left-handers, right, I've watched enough fights to figure that out, right, what I do know, and I know it's counterintuitive here, is Crawford is a premier closer, we just saw Boots go the distance, right, Crawford is a premier closer, And Crawford is a guy who can be in a fight where the other guy has the upper hand, that Mean Machine fight. And then Crawford can come back and makes the best adjustments I know of at 147, right? Crawford has a lot of Mayweather in him. Crawford will make the adjustments and then just start teeing off with Power Shots. Well, this video isn't a Terrence Crawford fan club video. What this video is really intended to do is to talk about some other guys at 147. In other words, you have Kenny Porter, who knows 147 as well as anybody, and he's telling you that a guy who is not named Terrence Crawford can hang with the pick of the litter at 147, right? I'm telling you there's some other names that need to be in the conversation. Now, Virgil Ortiz has a very tough fight. <laughs> I mean, very tough fight with a guy who we'll call Errol Spence Jr. Amantis Stanionis. right? I know I'm bad at pronouncing these names. But just to understand, the guy I just named mirrors Errol Spence's fight style. Right, mirrors it. Now he just had an emergency appendectomy. And so unfortunately, that fight, and understand, Ionis would hold his own against Errol Spence. Right? I think Spence is fighting outside of the division, right? His next fight against Keith Thurman is not going to be at 147 at the right time. Because these young lions are not only close to Spence but have a chance of edging him. So just remember this name, Imantis Stanionis, right, folks? When I say he's like Spence, this is a guy who's hook happy, right? This is a guy waiting for an opening. Then he's deep in the pocket. Throwing hellacious hooks. If you cover up like this, he finishes your ribcage. This is a hard-hitting knockout puncher who is young, who has a lot of energy, who has a lot of power, who has a lot of determination. Let's talk about another guy. You know, it's hard, and the heavyweights are finding this out. It's very hard to deal with a boxer who can move, who has a very high rate of accuracy, who can throw power shots on the move, who changes angles so you think you have a pocket then the guy's over here you turn you're getting beaten up as you turn then the guy's back over here you're turning again he keeps you turning you don't have the comfort even if you're a slugger like a jose cito lopez you don't have the comfort to have an established pocket so you can just load up on punches and get leverage you have to lift your feet your leverage keeps changing the reason why I mention Jose Cito Lopez, who almost beat Keith Thurman. Right, I believe it's round seven of Lopez's fight against Keith Thurman. This is right before Thurman fights Manny Pacquiao. Right? Thurman's in trouble. Understand, Errol Spence will be lucky to get Thurman in the trouble that Jose Cito Lopez got Thurman in. Well, the reason why I'm mentioning Jose Cito Lopez, and and I'm one of those who believes that Thurman-Spence fight is going to be close. I know people are going to talk about Thurman's shoulder injury, right? Thurman losing to Manny Pacquiao. Well, what about Spence's multiple car crashes? What about Spence's surgically repaired retina? Right? Understand, after Spence's big car crash that was caught on film, Spence recently got in a car crash. And I mean literal car crash. I'm not talking about in the ring. I'm talking about the guy in a car that gets hit. Right? I think that Thurman-Spence fight is very competitive. Let me tell you what was not competitive. Jose Cito Lopez against a boxer named Cody Crawley canadian guy folks this guy is surgical this guy is slick this guy can box and believe it or not like Alexander Usyk, this guy's a southpaw right i'm just telling you it's tough enough fighting a boxer who knows what he's doing It's that much tougher if you usually fight righties and suddenly you're in with a lefty. Let me also say too, for the promoters, if you want a catch name for 147, you might want to call it Land of the Lefties, right? Crawford, let's face it, he's a lefty. Spence, we know is a lefty. Boots is a lefty, right? Well, in that mix, I'm just telling you that Cody Crawley moves better than Errol Spence, right? Spence has a back foot. He proved me wrong on that Mikey Garcia fight. Trust me, I remember how shocked I was seeing Spence on his back foot, having Mikey walk into a jab. Spence has a back foot. He doesn't move like Cody Crawley, who they call the Crippler. Right now, I was here touting Mean Machine just a few minutes ago. Let me tout Cody Crawley. That's, of course, after touting Imantus Stanionis. Right, folks, these are dangerous fighters. I'm just telling you, I'm not sure what the real pecking order is at 147 pounds. Right, these are fights where the odds would matter, and of course you have Ugas, but let's exclude the older guys for a moment. Right, Ugas who beat Manny Pacquiao. Right, Spence who's over thirty. Crawford who's in his mid-thirties. Right, my point to you is, Boots, boot Ennis, Right. Virgil Ortiz, Stan Ionis, and Cody Crowley make 147 a very deep division, very deep. So right now, you have a situation where the Errol Spence Crawford fight talk Right, hey, we're negotiating. Then suddenly it's, hey, I'm fighting somebody else. Right, then Spence says, hey, I'm fighting somebody else. Right, just understand you need to look over the old guys. The old guard is trying to monopolize the room. Do me this favor. In the comment section of this video, please list the last guy. Errol Spence fought. Who was not in his thirties? Folks, boxing is a young man's game. Right? There is youth. You have unbeaten fighters, right? Boots, Ortiz, Cody Crowley, Stanionis. Folks, they're all unbeaten. You have unbeaten fighters right below the surface. Now, as I like to say, the odds matter, right? When it comes to betting, I'm really not picking boxers. Hope I don't sound too deep here. I'm actually picking probabilities. Just to understand, take Terrence Crawford. As much as I love Crawford, I know he got dropped by Mean Machine. Right, I know Mean Machine beat David Avenicia for crying out loud before Crawford did. Right, if there's a Mean Machine Crawford rematch, and maybe Crawford goes for it because Mean Machine is 34 years old. If there's a Crawford Mean Machine rematch, and if I hear that Mean Machine is getting better than a plus 150, I can think Crawford is the best fighter in the sport. My money would be on Mean Machine. In fact, let's sound even crazier than that. Cody Crawley. Right, you need to look him up, folks. If I hear Cody Crawley is better than a plus 150 against anybody. Anybody at 147. And this is a division that, you know, I'm very bullish on. Boots Ennis, I'm extremely bullish on Virgil Ortiz. But the odds matter. If I hear Cody Crowley is better than a plus 150 against anybody, well, that's where at least part of my bet is going to be. Why? Because 147 is like the men's 100 meters. Maybe someone's hitting the tape at 9.75 but I know Crowley's gonna be down around 9.75. I know that if there's a misstep, if one of the thoroughbreds is just a little slow getting out the blocks, they have a chance of losing. After all, keep in mind, again, Boots Ennis with a tremendous KO percentage just went the distance. Someone pushed him. To go the distance in his last fight. Let's not get fooled by the hype. Let's also talk about something that needs to be said here. Errol Spence, multiple belts at 147. Keith Thurman, former champ at 147. Why would they have <laughs> why would they have a catch weight? Folks, this isn't like the Chris Eubank, Connor Ben fight where you say, let's have a catch weight. Right? These guys are different weight classes. Let's have a catch weight. This isn't like the Ryan Garcia, you know I'm a real 140 guy, versus Gravante Davis, who just fought at 135, where they say let's have a catch weight. Why would two welter weights decide that they're gonna fight at any weight other than Welter? especially when one of them has titles. I believe you need to read between the lines here, folks. Errol Spence, who's been at Welter for far too long, right? Just think about yourself. Do you still weigh what you weighed 10 years ago? Errol Spence has been fighting in the same weight class for several years. I believe Errol Spence is vacating the division. This is one of those situations where the guy has belts. He's looking at who he's going to have to fight. He's like, Boots, I don't want to deal with that. Virgil Ortiz, I don't want to deal with that. Stan and I don't want to deal with that. Mean Machine, no, no, I saw that, seg- that sequence in the Terrence Crawford fight. Right? The guy's leaving the division, but for marketing purposes, it's better when they can say, oh, yeah, he's the champ for these belts that he has no intention of defending. Right? So incredibly, incredibly, the Errol Spence-Keith Thurman fight is not going to be at 147. Right? What I want people to think about is inside how many straight punches does Errol Spence throw? Right? Understand, Thurman is the more complete fighter. Right? Now, I'll agree. Thurman has some rust on him, but Thurman is the more complete fighter. Right? The question is whether Thurman has enough tread left on the tire. As for Thurman getting dropped by Manny Pacquiao, I want people to realize that when the Spence-Pacquiao fight was announced, I was here online predicting that Manny Pacquiao was going to pull that upset. Please, don't sleep on one of the all-time greats in terms of thinking about how Manny Pacquiao would have done. right? Ugas, style-wise, and we said it here online, was a tougher matchup for Manny Pacquiao because Ugas Ugas is a defensive counterpuncher. Then Errol Spence would have been. So just to understand, Spence, who, Kenny Porter's son, took the distance. Let's remember, too. Danny Garcia went the distance with Errol Spence, matched him with Power Shots. Right? Just to understand, Errol Spence is in... A dangerous fight against Keith Thurman who hits hard who throws the straighter punches who actually has the more diversity to his game in my opinion in the pocket let me also say too that Terence Crawford needs to be on his P's and Q's he was dropped by mean machine I'm just telling you Virgil Ortiz boots Cody Crowley, folks, Stanis, these are dangerous men. Right? Boxing's a young man's sport. When you're a welterweight and you're in your mid thirties, you're on borrowed time. This is not the heavyweight division where Luis Ortiz can be a few years into his forties and still be competitive. Right At welterweight, I've seen great welterweights. Ray Leonard, for example. And of course, age eventually catches up to all of us. Father time waits for no one. If you get one takeaway from this video, it's look past the guys in their 30s, especially when they're not fighting each other. Right, Crawford Spence, okay, enough. I've waited long enough for that fight. Right. Look past them, consider guys in their 20s, folks. They're in the room, and now they're going to start grabbing titles. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. If you feel I have overlooked one of the welterweights who's in range of getting a title, tell us about that. In the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.